Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is hot in the news, what's new in research, or anything that can affect our health, vitality, and longevity. Today's topic, let's kick insulin resistance. Maybe you want to call it metabolic syndrome or just weight problems. Kickstart a healthier diet and whatever you want to call it, let's do that in 14 days. I've had so many people interested in my results from that continuous glucose monitoring that I talked about. I thought we would dive deeper into the benefits of correcting, reversing, controlling, or just getting that doggone old insulin resistance into remission. There's no cure. I developed insulin resistance before it was even known about. It's just something that modern society has brought on us. Sugar, too many carbs, not enough movement, stress. Eh, That's life in the modern area. It's got its own saber-toothed tigers, and I hate to say it, but with COVID, binge-watching TV, eating all that so-called comfort food, We've seen an increase in this condition. There is a recent Harvard study that found that 37% of the people gained over 12 and a half pounds and over 2% gained almost 30 pounds during COVID. Not good. You know, something I don't want for my customers, clients, friends, family. You know, it's, it's disastrous. Insulin resistance is now associated with a syndrome that causes the usual criminals like obesity, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, PCOS, leading cause of infertility in women. It's also associated with kidney disease and strokes and heart attacks and eye problems and cancer and heart and Alzheimer's disease. You know, just to name a few. Gosh, You may think it's associated with everything people go to the doctors for, and you could be right. Insulin resistance affects more than a third of Americans. I think that the more we find out about it, the more we're going to find it's affecting everything. You know, since it's closely associated with metabolic syndrome, syndrome X, metabolic S, whatever, by reversing insulin resistance, you may be doing the most important thing for your health that you can do. I know it was for me 40-some years ago. So what is insulin resistance? Well, if you think of cells like rooms, and inside the room, all sorts of good things can happen. Those cells can be like factories where things are made, or it can be a room that's just a closet that stores things for later. So the cells could be, you know, muscles, liver, or they could just be fat cells, that store energy for later. Insulin is like the key that unlocks that cell room so that blood glucose can get in there and do all the good stuff, give it energy to do what it's supposed to do. But sometimes that key stops working correctly or maybe the lock gets changed and that really messes things up. Over time, blood glucose goes higher And since it can't get into the cell, the body needs more insulin. So it just makes more and more. Toxic high blood sugar sets you up for disease, neuropathy, diabetes. And because high blood sugar is inflammatory, it can cause a host of diseases. You know, eventually, you know, insulin can override some of that, but that doesn't fix the problem. In fact, adding more insulin is just a temporary band-aid to the problem, and it in itself can cause more problems. So, you know, you can't necessarily tell that you have insulin resistance by how you feel. 
you can get some good blood tests that are going to check your insulin, your blood sugar, your hemoglobin A1C. You, you can do all that. But there are some physical hints. You know, you can start just paying attention to your body. Like if you've got a waistline over 40 inches for a man, over 35 inches for a woman, or even 32 inches for a woman if you're petite, non-Caucasian, or just have a very small frame. Blood pressure readings of 130 over 80 can be problematic. A fasting glucose over 100, I would say 95 is starting to push it. You know, it's telling you your body's got a little issue here. Or a fasting triglyceride over 150. An HDL cholesterol level under 40 for a man and under 50 for a woman. Or perhaps you've got those skin tags, you know, around the neck and the armpit. That's a classic sign of insulin resistance. Or maybe you've got some of that dark, velvety skin, you know, around the torso. That can be also. Or if you just have belly fat, you know, if you notice that as a woman you're no longer gaining weight around the hips and the thighs, it's more in the tummy because of loss of estrogen, or for a guy, if you just got that, you know, basketball right there in your tummy, that is the toxic kind of fat that is so related to insulin resistance. Or inactive lifestyle. If you don't have muscle, you're more at risk to having insulin resistance. How about if you just eat a diet high in refined carbohydrates, bread, pasta, muffins, crackers, Those are all high glycemic foods that we're going to be talking about. If you had gestational diabetes, you're at great risk. If you've got a condition like non-alcoholic fatty liver disease or polycystic ovarian syndrome, if you're a woman, if you have a family history of diabetes, smoking puts you more at risk. Ethnicity, you know, I said if you're not white, if you're Uh, African, Latino, Native American, that puts you at greater risk as well, probably because those cultures survived famine a lot. If your ancestry survived famine, there might have been epigenetic changes, so you don't tolerate it as well. We've even found that from people that survived uh, concentration camps. You know, World War II, those people had epigenetic changes that has been passed down in their offspring. Age, ah, more likely over 45, uh, but we've also seen it under five years old. Medications like steroids, antidepressants, maybe even some HIV medications or antibiotics are going to put you at risk like it did for me. Sleep problems. If you're hungry all the time, if you need to eat for energy, or if you have low blood sugar, hypoglycemia, all of those, boy, sit up and listen, because this is important for you. You know, I remember when I was in high school, I tried the Atkins diet. I felt great. I lost weight. I had better energy. I was enthusiastic for life. My acne cleared up. I had a doctor's checkup. I told him, you know, I think I have a hypoglycemia. He said, ah, that's not possible. Only diabetics can get that. He thought he was giving me good, solid information. Uh, you know, although we're educated and know a heck of a lot, we don't know everything. And a couple decades later, later, we know better. 
anyone can get low blood sugar. And since I had insulin resistance way back before we ever knew it, it was a darn good thing that I listened to my body and I ate what was best for me. In all fairness to him, he was trained in disease and not optimal health. What I want is optimal health. So I don't get those diseases, right? How about you? So, you know, like I said, you can do blood tests. So, you know, if you're curious, you can go to um, requestadesk.com and order your own. Or when you go to the doctor the next time, ask for a fasting plasma glucose. Maybe even a glucose tolerance test where they're going to give you two hours and um, give you like challenges. Or you can do a hemoglobin A1C and that's going to give your average blood sugar over the last two to three months. You know, every time your blood sugar goes up, it attaches to cells and that can cause problems. So, you know, we'll talk about that more later. But, you know, the most important thing I believe is we ask what causes it because there's a lot of research and one theory is associated with, you know, increased fat levels in the blood. Numerous studies show that high levels of free fatty acids in your blood causes cells to stop responding to insulin. So how do we get elevated free fatty acids? Well, mainly eating too many calories and carrying around excess body fat, especially around the waistline. And that's where it is. That's where it likes to settle when you have insulin or blood sugar problems or If you're a woman past reproductive years and are menopausal, we no longer pack it in around the hips and thighs. We store it around the waistline so it's quickly available. You know, thank you so much, nature. But, you know, you might have thought, good, thousands of years ago, but today, with a thousand calories available at a drive-up window, that's not a good thing. That visceral fat... You know, that dangerous belly fat that accumulates around the organs, that's releasing those free fatty acids into your bloodstream, along with inflammatory hormones that drive even more insulin resistance. So even though this condition is more common among those with excess weight, and it does encourage weight gain, it can be in people with low weight or normal weight, they're also susceptible. People call these the skinny fat. They basically do not have muscle. And the older we get, the less muscle we have. So that's why we've got to weight train when we get older. You know, it's we've got to be metabolically well. And one wonderful thing, really good, and listen to me here, this is all reversible. Not curable, but reversible. You know, other other things that could cause it besides those free fatty acids could be fructose. High fructose intake, you know, from sugar, processed foods, juices, that's linked to insulin resistance in humans and rats. Inflammation, increased oxidative stress leads this to this problem. It's basically toxic living like today. Inactivity, like I said, the less muscles you have, that causes insulin resistance. And even the gut microbes, you know, there's so much evidence that is, I mean, this is like the where all the research is going these days. It's the gut microbiome. You get a disruption in that bacterial environment, that causes so much problems. And that's like, what happened to me? I was on antibiotics 
pretty much for 10 years for infections when I was a little kid. That started this whole cascade as the canary in the mine shaft. So, you know, I found out. So learn from me. Don't get this problem. Okay. So in a nutshell, preferably a raw walnut high in omega-3, the main cause of insulin resistance can be overeating or increased belly fat, high sugar intake, inflammation, inactivity, or certain medications. Of course, genetics can play a role. It can increase your risk if other factors are not controlled. That is what drives diet and lifestyle geneticists crazy. Genes rarely are the only cause. Less than 5% of disease are caused from genes. In fact, it's how your environment impacts those genes. Genes load the gun, environments pull the trigger. So it's pretty obvious when you look at it. So many of the modern diseases are epidemic, unheard of in days past. You know, climbing at extraordinary rates because our environment is fueling it. So this leads me to my favorite part, and it's easy. You know, quick things. Eat a healthy diet. You know, lots of vegetables. We're going to go more into this. But vegetables, low-sugar fruits, got to watch them, a couple of them maybe. Nuts, beans, um, maybe a few starchy grains. But starches are going to increase that that insulin, so we got to watch that. But good healthy fats, lean protein. More colorful fruits and vegetables, so important. Soluble fiber, adding herbs and spices like garlic and fenugreek and turmeric and cinnamon and ginger, drinking green tea, apple cider vinegar. But basically, we got to cut down on carbs. Carbs are the main stimulus that cause blood levels of insulin to rise. So reducing the carb intake is going to increase insulin sensitivity. Eating smaller portions of carbs is also going to be good. And don't have white toast or cereal for breakfast, a sandwich with fries for lunch and pasta for dinner. That's like asking for it. If, if you know, you're behind a plow all day, you know, if you're working really hard building pyramids all day, maybe you can tolerate some of those carbs. But I don't know anybody who's active like that today. No one feels great eating like that. You know, so it's the type of carbs. You want to reduce your intake of all sugars. Get more sleep. It's important. You got to exercise more every day, 20 to 30 minutes. You know, it moves that sugar into the muscle. And I tell you, when I did my challenge, I had been really active that day when I had a Mexican dinner with a glass of wine that night. And my blood sugar was beautiful. It did not spike. Nice, gentle rise came right back down. Fabulous. That's what we want. And exercise was what made that day work. Reducing stress. I noticed when I did my glucose monitoring, when I was under more stress, working hard, thinking really hard, my blood sugar went up a little bit so that I could think good, you know, work my way out of that stress and lose a few pounds. You know, if you've got extra weight, got weight around the middle, you got a problem. Belly fat in so many ways makes those hormones that promote insulin resistance. You know, lots of links between the belly fat and insulin sensitivity. There was a study done at Johns Hopkins for people with prediabetes. They lost 5% of their total weight and they reduced or eliminated their type 2 diabetes by 54%. Okay, and that lasted for over three years. Excess weight, 
reduces insulin sensitivity. So losing just a little weight is going to be a good thing. So this is going to, I'm going to give you some really, oh, a a good choice here. I've got a great new two-week do-it-yourself program that you may just love. It's a kickstart for reversing your insulin resistance. I'm developed a whole program around it. And if you'd like to be part of a two-week challenge, let me know. I'm calling it the Heavenly Cleanse. You know, it kind of ties in with the book I'm reading about how to get out of hormone hell. So it's the Heavenly Cleanse. You know, I give daily texts to help keep you motivated. I've got recipes, menus, lists of what to avoid, weekly shopping lists. Let me know if you're interested. We always have a few in stock. Um, You can pick it up or they're ready to ship. Thanks for listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope you learned something that will help you or someone you love. As always, you can listen to this or other shows on iTunes or any place you listen to podcasts. Or I put it on my website, debford.com. Have a great day and remember, do something really good for yourself.